What is up? Welcome back to the Social Skills for Dummies podcast. I didn't upload yesterday, but I was trying to get this um uh, this website up for y'all. It's still not up, but I'm working on it. I'm a one man show. Everything like a lot goes into this. Working on the podcast, working on the website. Um, you know, it's all uh, you know a, a huge labor, a labor of love nonetheless, but still something that's exhausting. So www.socialskillsfordummies.com slash seven habits. I'm gonna try to get it up tonight. Uh, like I said, I would. Um, but what I want to talk about in this episode is like get rid of your friends, get rid of all of them, get rid of all your social media for a period of life. You should always have social media and be interacting with the world, especially if you're building building your social skills. But for a period of life, get rid of all these things. And it'll like it'll a hundred extra social a million extra social skills. You'll go from not social to social in a blink of an eye. You know, I remember when, um, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a transplant. You know, I moved across the country about three years ago. And, you know, the transition for me has been night and day. Um, what made me make this episode is, I, you know, my girlfriend, uh, she has three guy friends that she goes to school with. Um, they're all trying to be actors. Um, or they all are actors, rather. Um, and I want to emphasize that I've, my girlfriend has three guy friends. If you if 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 you're having significant other or you're worried about your significant other having guy friends, because I you know came from a place where I was super worried about that at one point, um, it's a symptom. It might be a symptom. It, it is a symptom of illness. I'll be honest with you. I mean, I moved to a place from a place of being worried about things like that to a place of not worried about things like that because like, oh, what if she cheats on you? But then again, who cares? You know, you should always feel like that. You know, if you're somebody that has like immense value and like abundance in your life, it really shouldn't matter if somebody leaves you or cheats on you. But we're going to be eight years strong this year, so no worries about that. Um, anyways, my brain's everywhere. But, you know, her three guy friends were, you're saying, you know, uh, I mean, they lived in L.A., like, you know, in the counties around L.A. that are like 30 minutes to an hour away from L.A. But they were saying, like, they want to move out of their parents' house. Um, they're around my age. I'm, I'll be 26 in a month. And they want to be in the scene of L.A. And me and my girlfriend kind of got into debate about it, like, you know, if you want to make it, if you want to make it to your dreams, if you want to be somebody, then you should probably stay with your parents and stack up your money. You know, that's a luxury that you don't have. Um, you know, I mean, that, that we don't have. Like her and I, we live on our own. We pay two thousand dollars for rent. Um, but they live at home and they can they work jobs and they can stack all their money and buy headshots if they want to, pay all the money they need or take all the time they need to go to gigs. They can quit their job if they want to to get an acting job. Um, they have a huge amount of flexibility. Um, and so she's like. It doesn't make any sense in the world to throw away that advantage. Um, and I was kind of counter-arguing. I was saying, like, as a young man, like, you know, you hit 25, 26, 20, like, even 22. I left home at 22. I was kicked out, actually. Um, or even before that. I mean, that's kind of young in, in retrospect. But, you know, he, like, you have to leave home. You know, I, I was just telling her, like, you know, the reason that, like, 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 like they are living at home now, okay? Um, and you're saying their career is going to get a crazy boost because... You know, um, they have all these resources available. And I was just telling her, well, like, well, look at how all our careers are going now. And they have this advantage and it's untapped and it's being unused. You know, um, if you were in that position, you would use that advantage. You would tap into that advantage. You'd probably be a lot further ahead than we are all now. And, you know, the reason that you have that advantage, now this kind of was, it was a debate that I was giving her. Uh, you can see that advantage. You can see that lane that they don't see. It's because you did move out in the first place. Um... My whole idea behind it is, you know, a lot of people don't tap into the resources they have 
because they're comfortable and their brain hasn't been forced to think laterally. Their brain hasn't been forced to think outside of the box, to, to ditch functional fixedness and think of all the abstract solutions that are in front of them. And the reason why is because, you know, your brain, uh, you know, it's meant to survive, it's meant to keep you safe. It's not meant to take risk in advance because risk is the opposite of safety. It's something Dan Henry's been talking about on Instagram a lot. And so if you're in a safe position, your brain will never, um, you know, be forced to take risk in order to evolve because you're in, comfort, you're in your comfort zone. Nothing has to change by default. You don't have to get ahead. It's optional. It's a leisure to get ahead rather than a necessity. Um, and so unless you hold your feet to the fire, like that's the beauty of capitalism. I'm, I'm a huge fan of capitalism. I love capitalism. Um, I'll be honest with you. Um, and the reason is because nothing in this world changes or moves without evolutionary pressure. Now, I wish human beings could just see their advantages and take all of them and use 100% of their resources and 100% of their abstract thinking in their brain. Um, but it's not that way unless it's forced to be, you know. So in my life, I remember, you know, it reminded me of my own life. And I was telling her about this, like, you know, the person that I am, the person that I'm becoming, I'm dedicated to my craft. I'm dedicated to my career. I'm advancing like even if I'm advancing towards 50%, I think I'm a, a lot ahead of my uh, peers in terms of discipline, in terms of abstract thinking about my careers and the pathways I could take in terms of knowledge in my careers. Um, you know, um, I do things on the daily that most people don't do. And the reason is, like, even socially, uh, and, and that's the core of this podcast. And so that's really what I'm, I'm, kind, of, I'm, trying, I'm, I'm kind of talking about here. Even socially, I've taken leaps and bounds. Um, and the reason is because I, I moved from home. And a lot of the things that, you know, the, that I have right now, I had, to, you know, that I've gotten done or get done on a daily, I have to do, you know, if I don't meet people, for example, rent is, rent is behind me, you know, rent is coming up. If I don't make the connections needed to make the business work, rent's coming up. It's going to sink my ship. The next day of work is coming up and the next day and the next day and the next day. And I'll always have to run on that treadmill like a hamster chasing a carrot. I will never be uh, comfortable. I'll never be at peace. If I don't make the connections, if I don't meet people, if I don't go out, if I don't explode my personality, if I don't become 10 times the person I become. One of the things that Grant Cardone said that always stuck with me is that every big change in life came before a big move. I mean, it came right after a big move. Um, and so I had a, a friend of mine, you know, recently actually just moved from where he was, uh, I assume at home with his parents to another house. And my friend has been going through a lot, man. He's a soldier. I love him dearly. Um, He'll probably listen to this episode one day. I love you, man. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your stories with me in your life. And thank you so much for, you know, persisting on being a soldier. But he struggles through a lot of things. And, you know, um, one of the things that he struggles through is like his emotional wellness, you know, day to day. Um, and I remember like one of the happiest moments of my life, you know, I was you know in a car with him and he was like, man, like, I feel really good today. You know, like do people would normally feel like this. And I'm like, yeah, you should feel happy. Like you should feel good about your life. You should feel good about yourself. You should feel good about who you are. And he was telling me, like, man, like this is crazy. Like this is a new sensation for him. And you know, what did that big what what preceded that big change? He had a big move outside of his parents' home or wherever he was staying at, um, in an environment that I think he would define as negative and toxic to an environment with some of his coworkers. And from that, he was able to blossom. Um one of the things that I wanted to bring up in this episode really what I wanted to start off this episode with, but it didn't go like that. But you gotta, gotta, you know, think laterally and, you know, use the, you know, uh, find the routes that you have when you, when you end up somewhere that you didn't expect. So I was in a pre-shift the other day and this is kind of what I wanted to say. I was in a pre-shift at work the other day and my manager, well, the manager of my managers, my boss's boss, a young, uh, well, yeah, a young lady, um, I'm not going to give her name, but she walked in a pre-shift and like, 
you know, over the last few months, like we're we, like we're we're what you call a third party company, and so we work in the casino, but we don't work for the casino. We're partnered with the casino, our company, so we're guests in the casino, and we help the casino alongside its duties as required by state California law. So there are dealers in the casino, and then on the side of the dealers, there are bankers who play against the players. Whereas the dealers, they just regulate the game. This is useful information. You don't have to know this. Um, but the point is, like, you know, a, a lot lately, like, um, the casino, I guess, has been requesting that we be more tidy on the tables, that we be more, you know, like, there are seat cushions that we sit on, that we be more well at track, well doing at tracking the, you know, the seat cushions and not leaving them on the floor, not leaving trash on the side tables. They, they, they request that we have better posture um, when we are on what's called dead spreads, when there are no one, no players at the table and it's just us and the dealer. And um, we, we talk and things like that, but have good posture, have good manners, has an air of professionalism. And so talking about that subject, my manager came into the pre-shift and she said, has anybody had or heard of the broken window theory? And I, I raised my hand. I was the only one that raised my hand, but I was like, yeah, I, I know that theory. It sounds vaguely familiar. Um, and she said, can you recite it for everybody? And I was like, well, I don't really remember the gist of it. But when she recited it, I realized the, you know, the broken window theory was actually in the book that I love, you know, the levels of energy. Um, and the broken window theory, I mean, how many of you have heard of this theory, by the way? Um, essentially what it is, is like um, in New York in like the 60s or something like that or 70s, um, a bunch of scientists did an experiment. And the experiment was this. Um, I mean, the, the results of the experiment found found this, you know, um, basically what it is that, you know, in a clean neighborhood, um, people who move into that clean neighborhood, regardless of who they are and regardless of their background, they, they operate as if they are of that neighborhood. They adopt the energy level or the energy field of that neighborhood and behave as citizens of that neighborhood would. Whereas people assume that the people within bad neighborhoods are the reason bad neighborhoods are bad, which is obviously true. But what the studies found is that people are more likely to break windows and do delinquent activities and crime when they're in a neighborhood that they feel is bad. They adopt the level of energy and the patterns of thinking and the habits of a bad neighborhood. Um, and so the point that she was making in the pre-shift is that you know, if we leave the casino, if we behave a certain type of way in the casino with all the, and we're a, a company of 400 in, in that casino particularly, um, then what type of players and what type of environment and habits will we create around us in order to make like a, a upward spiral or downward spiral of more hazardous activity? You know, that's kind of the point that she was bringing. And um, it made me kind of think about all this, what we're talking about here. Like a lot of us think that we own our thoughts, that we own our decisions. But really, I, I really don't think any man is is greater than his environment. You know, of course, you know, you're greater than your environment. You can make your own choices. Um, but it's a lot easier when you have the synergy and the direction of the environment moving with you. And I realized, like, you know, when I moved, like when my friend moved, I moved to an environment of higher energy. I moved to, you know, first off, an environment of solace because I do live alone. But the environment around me also changed. And the environment that I moved from, it was an environment that suggested I was nobody. An environment that suggests that I was unworthy of love. An environment that was, you know, filled with the trauma that I grew up in because these are my family members that, you know, in a way were responsible for that environment, uh, for that trauma itself. Um, and everything around you, even subconsciously, even the small minute details are a reminder of who you quote unquote, you know, supposedly are. If you are a person right now, it's probably largely because the environment has subtle suggestions that this is who you are and this is who you'll remain. 
and if you're if you are that person you've tried many things to shed that life and shed that person and you tried and failed unsuccessfully it's probably because that environment reinforces that identity reinforces that person in the moment you try to step away from that environment the moment you try to step away from that identity it probably shoves you back into 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 place you know um society wants to crush you into the mold of familiarity that's my quote actually it's a beautiful quote um but 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 that's what the society around you wants to do that's what it's aimed to do and that's what it is doing to you and so with that i say man every big change in your life will be facilitated by a big move now i know this is a super basic episode and it's probably something you've heard of before yeah you're the you're the you know the product of the five people that hang out with the most but i want you to take this dead to heart dead to serious if you're in you know an environment um, that's bad for you. If you're in an environment around people who are not just neutral, who are not just bad, but even people who are neutral forces, you have to be around people who are exemplary. You have to move to a new environment. I want you to pick up all your stuff right now and move by the end of the week. I want you to go on. When I, when I moved from my house, I jumped in the car and I just drove to LA and I had negative $300 in my bank account when I got here. And you know what happened? I just got a job and it just worked and it all worked out eventually. You know, you're meant for greater things, but you can't ascend unless the environment around you you know the rising tide is raising all the ships and you're one of them you have to fight for yourself and you know um i recently had a friend in a situation with another friend of mine that was arguing back and forth you know um one friend had did my friend wrong and he was asking me like yo like you know how should i go about the situation i mean i was just telling him you should go about it in a radical manner you know the way i view it you know um, you have to be the rise, you know, you have to join the rising tide that's raising all ships. And the reason that you have to join is because you're part of the tide itself. You know, if you're not raising the people around you in the environment of the world is not raising the environment around you is not changing. You know, um, you serve a great purpose in this world. You serve to change this world. You're a great effect in conducting this world, you know, and you have to play your role or else this world remains stagnant or even declines. If you're unsatisfied with the way the world is around you, it's because all of us aren't putting the effort to be better than what it is. And so with that being said, it's almost your duty to cut off the bad friends. It's almost your duty to cut off the negativity. You know, I told him like this. You know, I don't really, you know, I, I, go, I move about these, these decisions very harshly when I feel like my environment is negatively impacting me or somebody around me is negatively impacting me no matter who it is. Because we have, we're like a company and we have a mission for the world. And so I just go in my head and I think of myself as a company and I go to the shareholders of the company. I go to the CEO of the company and I say, man, this is what happened. This is what this force outside of the company is doing. And every single time. Because the company has a mission, and its mission is to serve the people in the world. The CEO of the company, the, the shareholders of the company, they're going to say, destroy that threat. You have to think about yourself as a company, as a movement, as something greater than yourself. And you have to align your actions with your greater purpose, or else nothing will happen. You have to take the things that are around you. People are stealing your peace. People are stealing your time. Seriously, you have to crush that threat. Don't harm them. But you have to omit them from your life. You have to separate. You cannot be around something that's clouding your head, clouding your judgment, clouding your movements. You know, you have to move quick. You have to move straight to the point. You have to move fast and decisive and efficiently. You have to get things done or else you won't make it. So with that saying, you know, your environment probably has a lot to do with the things that are making you anxious. Now, when you look at the seven habits, the seven habits are going to be things that most people know, but very, 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 very few people really understand the impact of. And these are things that you should have been raised on. These are fundamentals of life. Not fundamentals of social skills. Social skills is a default state in, of a well life, a default state of a happy mind. And when you actually adopt and participate in these skills, you're not getting better social skills. 
you're unlocking the social skills you already have. So you can talk all day and make jokes and you're the funniest person and the most accepted cool person around your best friend. You already have the skill. It's just you can't access it around other people. You know, um, and so a lot of it is just bringing you back from, you know, you already have the skill is what I'm saying. But there's a blockage and the blockage is the illness. It's just removing the illness and sending you back to your default state, which you can access already around the people who love you. So with that being said, you know, a lot of these things are, are, are you know, a lot of these these habits are habits of a normal environment. Okay, and what you're in probably isn't is in a bad environment or an environment that's in a deficit or an environment that's in coping or survival instead of thriving. And so one of the things I super recommend that will change your social life forever, I promise you, is to just get up and go. Just move. Cut off all your friends. One thing I did uh, at the beginning of the pandemic is I muted all my old friends on Instagram. You can have social media, but you have to use it as a tool to produce and not consume. Mute all, this, this is really the practical tip that I want to give in this episode. First off. Cut off your old friends. I mean it. You know, I don't, you know, I just cut off all your old friends. Just do it. Even if, like, if they're neutral and not exemplary, not just bad, but neutral, like, neither here nor there. You know what I'm saying? Just every, just because something doesn't harm you doesn't mean it helps you. Cut them off. Cut off your parents. Cut off your friends. Cut off, cut off your siblings. Anything that isn't benefiting you. Now, this is completely optional. I don't want you to wreck your life on the account of me. What I'm saying, if you want this result, you know, um, this is what I did. And then the, the last tool that I want to bring is mute all your high school friends. Mute all your old friends on Instagram. You don't have to unfollow them, but mute them so you never see their content again. So you almost forget they exist. So their subtle influence wears off from you. Their spheres of influence is gone. Their mediocrity and their average ways is gone. And you'll notice just as a result of even solitude, of even peace, of even being completely alone. You'll begin to excel kind of by default. Your social skills will go through the roof by default. Um, you know, because a lot of things that are making you ill and keeping you from your default state of excellence, your default state of extroversion um, lies in these devices around you. That's really all I have to say. www.socialskillsfordummies.com slash seven, the number seven habits. Um, hopefully I have it up tonight. Um, you know, my girlfriend's birthday tomorrow, she turns 25. Um, so... You know, it's going to be a lot. We're going down. I'm not going to tell you where we're going. But I appreciate you so much for listening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you know, my upload schedule has been a little bit wonky because of everything that's going on. I'm a musician. I make music. I love music. Um, I'm writing an album right now. Um, her birthday's coming up. Valentine's Day is coming up. Um, there's a lot going on beneath the surface. Um, so, you know, uh, with that being said, you know, kind of just bear with me. I appreciate you so much for listening. I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you. <laughs>